One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there and welcome to episode 42 of the AI Comic Pod, brought to you as always by the Anfield Index. Uh, I'm your lone host this evening, Stu. Uh, Unfortunately, Rory can't be with us. He's... I I can't even be creative enough this week to to think of an amazing (laughs) excuse. I've normally got something lined up, but it's just been one of those days, folks. Um, So I'm, I'm flying solo on this one, as seems to be the habit. But I am joined by uh, Mr. Kalon Karim, who's decided to, to come on. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, Stu. Thanks for inviting me, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think we've had you on for a while. I can't remember. Yeah, when yeah, it's you been a, it's been on. a long time. Let yeah. me see. It was uh, that was still. I think that was still Daredevil two. Jesus, it? it was Daredevil season two. Yeah, that that's wrong. That was May of last year. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. I don't think it was anybody's fault. I mean, you've 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 asked me on a couple pods in between the time. It's just it's just that you um, secretly you know, hate scheduling us. and shit. Like, it just gets in the way, and yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that you secretly don't like us, so it's okay. We, <laughs> we can read between the lines. We're we're grown ups, just about, and we can we can accept it that sometimes it's people jealousy, don't like Stuart, us. It's jealousy, you know. I've also got one of these pods going on, and uh, and I know how difficult it is to 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 get this shit going. So yeah, it's it's all jealousy. <laughs> well, that's fine. I don't mind people being jealous. We have got a good thing going. So this week we're going to look, um, finally we're going to get round to looking at Wonder Woman, doing a review. I think we did it, the preview was done about two two months ago, maybe six weeks ago, uh, we had Joey Connors on. Unfortunately we weren't able to, to get Joey on because he's, strangely lives, he lives in America so it's just an absolute logistical nightmare to get anything sorted. Um, mm. But we will have jo- Joey. He's probably going to be on with me at some point in the near future when we get to talking comics about Batman. Um, but today, as I say, we're going to do uh, a bit of a review of Wonder Woman. Try and look at the film that's it's given a bit of a shot in the arm to the to the DC extended universe. A lot of people thought that this could be a, a make or break moment, and I think it's fair to say it's been pretty unanimously rece- well received. It seems to have been more of a make than a break. There's uh, 
it's it's grossing just under eight hundred million dollars off a budget of one hundred and fifty, which is already an incredible return. When you think that Batman versus Superman had twice the budget and made about fifty million dollars extra, so it's it's pulling way way above its weight. It's uh, I got some figures together before. It's got the the best opening weekend of any film by a female director. Um, it's got the most positive reviews of any DC EU film. Now bear in mind that doesn't include the Nolan films. The DC EU is Batman versus Superman onwards. So it, it it's ticked a lot of boxes. Uh, that most of our sort of comicy friends on on Twitter and what have you have seen it and. I don't think I've seen anyone with anything really bad to say. Um, what? Why don't we just jump straight in there? What were your overall thoughts before you went into it? Were you excited or apprehensive or some kind of weird mix of the two? It was. It was. It was a very big mix of the two. It was a huge mix of the two. I can't tell you how conflicted I was walking into the movie. They also. I must just tell viewers that one of the things that's going to get in the way here is that I I managed to watch Spider-Man before I watched Wonder Woman. Ah. One of those absolutely rare things that happened. But um, uh, that that was it obviously has an influence on because I am the most massive Spider-Man fan, right? Like that's got to be put into this. But once Wonder Woman was announced and everything was um, was sort of you know even though i hate trailers i don't watch trailers i'm the opposite of you Stu. i i try to stay away from all um uh, previews and stuff like that um although i did listen to the wonder woman preview uh because it focused so much on the comic stuff and uh, it's one of the things i just love about you know the show is when you can focus on the comics and uh because i don't you know so that for me it's a it's a very big point of getting information and learning about what happens in the comics and learning about the culture you know so that was a big thing for me and joey is just the most incredible wonder woman fan (laughs) so i've been trying to i've been trying to talk to him off of camera and uh and just trying to get some information from him but there was a lot there was a lot going on this film right because we've seen how studios can fuck up the marketing of a film by getting feminism involved where it, 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 it where it's where feminism comes in and it's used for just selfish marketing purposes that movie is like for example ghostbusters when it came in ghostbusters went like this here's a movie and we're going to replace the men with the woman and then obviously the dickheads of the internet came out and said oh you can't replace men with women that's ridiculous men are special women are not special how are you going to do this is this is wrong and then we started realizing that the movie was not going to be as good as it was um as we you know as we wanted it to be let's let's call it that yeah at that point the studio then used the dickheads to market the film for them by saying oh if you don't like this you're not you know you're anti-feminism and that led to a lot of nonsense. And I was really worried that something like that was going to happen in this movie. But thankfully, from Wonder Woman, you cannot separate the 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 feminism from the character because it was built on that, right? So I, I was really happy that from the get-go, we seem to have this view of uh, it's a woman-led project and uh, a woman-directed project. And, the, the, you know, the, obviously the characters, the the character is going to lead this quite a lot and a lot depends on who that person is. And uh, then there was obviously the Gal Gadot thing with the IDF. 
And that was, yeah, I mean, that caused a lot of, I had to put this out and ask a couple of people, you know, what they thought about it. Should I still go watch the movie anyway? And there were a lot of people who basically said, uh, you know, they gave me a lot of feedback. And obviously, I, I went to go end up watching the movie because you can't critique a thing properly without actually watching it. So, I mean, we might talk about it, we might not. But in the end, uh, obviously, I went to go watch the movie. And it took about, I'd say, about like 10 minutes for me to get over myself because it's it's very difficult to walk into a movie with that kind of baggage, right? <laughs> and then watch it unbiasedly. And it took about 10 minutes and I, I gave myself a kick up the ass and I said, listen, you've got to start watching the fucking movie like like a movie. Like it's a, it's a superhero movie. You have to try and enjoy it. Get out of your own way. And uh, and that's what I started doing. And by the end, I got to say it was, I, I enjoyed the movie quite a lot. I enjoyed it. So overall, it was... I don't think I'm as excited about it as other people are. Uh, I didn't feel it was, you know, to their extent. I just thought it was a, a really good superhero movie. I walked out the, the the cinema with a really, really good feeling. I was pretty happy with the way it went. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to go too much into the uh, some of the controversy around it. I mean, the, the only time that, that feminism really seems to have reared its head was when certain cinemas were doing the, the female-only showings, which I thought was a great idea. Because you, you've you've mm. got a hero. She's the the physical embodiment of of power for women. And Joey and I said it several times on the preview. People seem to think that she's just you know a female superhero. She is the equal of Superman, and mm. Superman is regarded as being certainly in DC the be all and end all. And she can go toe to toe with him. She has on several occasions beaten up the rest of the Justice League. Mm. So she is, you know, she and Stu, if I can come in, you're like away, just away from comics. Uh, I, I, I certainly want to. I want you to finish, but certainly away from comics. If we just talk about movies, frankly, like you can say what you want to about Batman versus Superman, but frankly, Wonder Woman saved that movie. Yeah, you know, the, the, I'm she's. She, I mean, she's walked in. It, I don't know what happened. I don't know what it was because it was obviously the same director. It was the same, and everything like, was happening, but. It was when she walked in the last half an hour or what, however long she was in there for that, for that movie, especially as Wonder Woman, was the best bits of that movie. And that set everything up so well. I mean, so, I mean, it, it's important for, I think, people to ex- very much realize how powerful Wonder Woman is in the comic universe because she never gets her due. Um, no, you know, really. especially she really does. Male dominated way of. And how movies have come out, you know, everything is about. Um, the male dominated characters it's it's you know avengers only has the one woman and uh, and obviously you have superman and batman and iron man you know everything is it's so it's so understated when you say oh, we're going to do wonder woman i can tell you though people who read comics they were absolutely excited they were beside themselves oh, yeah. with joy and then people watch the movies after they watch superman versus batman they were like this is not this is not just like overdue this is necessary now because there's no other character you can bring. A look at what she did to Superman versus Batman. We need this. We need yeah. this now. So yeah, I mean, from that point of view, what's what's an awesome amount of excitement? Now that was cool, man. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with what you said there. I think she, her little cameo, and she was only on screen for probably as Wonder Woman, maybe 15 minutes, if that. But she, she mm. really did pull it together. And the biggest testament you can have to her is. She's a founding member of the Justice League, and she's part of DC's Holy Trinity, which is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And that pays tribute mm. to 
the alien with the godlike powers, the actual god, because bear in mind Wonder Woman is a god, and then Batman, you know, the man, the rich man who stands alongside the alien and the god, and they are the mm. very cornerstone that the whole of DC Comics has been built on for 75 mm. years. That's the, that's how crucial she is. She is one of the the, the supports of the whole of the DC universe. And if, if that doesn't get people to sort of grasp the magnitude of how big this character is and how big this movie is, then I don't know what will. But it also makes it really sad that it's taken this long to get a Wonder Woman film off the ground. In the same way, mm. is it next year or the year after? It will be the first female-led MCU film when uh, when Ca- Captain Marvel comes out and when Black Panther comes out. It will be the first superhero, mm, the first superhero film since Blade to be led by mm. a, a black man. Certainly, the first one under the MCU umbrella to be led by a, a black character. So people are still chipping away at these barriers. They're still trying to get these firsts out. But it's sad that it's taken this long to get them. But hopefully, in the way that say. Deadpool broke down the walls of you can have a good film that's R-rated, that's funny but has great characters and a great storyline and works on every level. They can now say, look, it's possible for us to make a a female-led film, exactly as you've said, that doesn't have to have feminism rammed down your throat. It can be about a woman without it being about feminism. It can be about a black character without it being about equal rights. It can just be about the character, the story, the people, the emotion and all the rest of it. And you you won't find a bigger Wonder Woman fan than than Joey. You just yep. will not <laughs> find one. And since the film came out, the number of people I've seen that have been chatting to him on Twitter and have been asking him for recommendations and saying, oh, you know, what what did this bit mean or what's the ramifications of this? And I did the same. As soon as, as, soon as I came out, he was there messaging me going, what was it like? And I set his expectations yeah. that it was fucking unreal. And I told him he was going to walk out with the biggest grin on his face. <laughs> and I, I instantly came home and bought four or five graphic novels. And then Cuzzy, um, he did the same. When he came home, he was like, right, lads, I need recommendations on Wonder Woman books. And that is a really big sign, I think. If you watch the film and it makes you go, you know what? This character has just really caught my attention. I want to go and read about it. Because we all know what it's like. Once you get one book, you get two, you get five, and then you've got, you know, yeah. you're collecting an entire run of them. But then you'll branch out. You'll go, well, hang on, this Wonder Woman story links into this Batman one, and then you'll go on a Batman run. Chris has started getting mm. it, 433 Chris. He's got that hunger now where he buys one book, and then he goes, shit, I've bought ten. Oh. Yeah. I started doing this as well. It was... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I bought a couple of comic books, uh, recently, just specifically after the Spider-Man and, uh, oh, I did it after Spider-Man. And yeah, it, I it's already, Spider-Man. I mean, uh, I already, I've just gotten, I've gotten Chris and Kyle, a couple of people on, um, on Twitter, just messaging me along with Joey, along with you, obviously as well, Stu, just say, oh, you know, get this one. This is what you have to go next and yeah. do this. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's so yeah, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I love it, man. So it's, with saying about how long it's taken them to get this done, apparently Patty Jenkins first wanted to do this in 2005. And it seems to have been a bit of a trend, more so with DC, where they have these plans in place. We want to do X film. But, 
things just don't fall into place. Um, and Patty Jenkins fell pregnant and had to walk away from the project. But in fairness to DC, they kept the project pinned to her. And they it sounds like they said to her, well, we're not going to go off and find another director. We want you to do this. And they waited. So they waited 10 years between that decision and when they actually started filming. And that, that, that's a hell of that's a hell of an a, of an achievement from DC to have held on to one of their three biggest characters for mm. ten years when it would have been easy for them to go after I, I don't know Joss Whedon for example and say do you want to have a go at doing it because I think he did didn't he he he, he came did he, was it him who started doing a draft of the script and it's been universally mm. panned because it was horrendously sexist mm. Mm. and. But they, I think they only went at him sort of half arsed that the real plan was always that Patty Jenkins was going to do it. And she herself has said this is, this is the film that she has always wanted to do her entire life, her entire career. She has always wanted to be the director of Wonder Woman. So from, mm. from, and, and Gal Gadot, I think, has said similar that from, from the point of view of, of any female actress, there must be certain roles. Like all men want to be james bond and stuff like Mm. that i think a lot of female actresses would love the chance to be the ultimate female superhero Mm. you know it's just one of those things and the fact that she's been able to do it she's been able to do it to universal acclaim it's really it's kicked off something i I would like to think now that maybe we might get some more female characters coming out because at the minute we've only really got wonder woman uh, Scarlet Witch and Black Widow. We've got Captain Marvel coming in, but there's so many others that the two companies can do. I would really like it if this was a a catalyst now to say, look, we we're over that first hurdle. Let's just fucking go for it. Who's next? Who who else can we throw into the mix? And and Gal Gadot showed a level of of commitment to this. She she did a lot of the reshoots when she was something like three months pregnant. So she she wasn't willing to let anything get in the way of of the I suppose of the vision of they all wanted this to be brilliant and even though she was presumably feeling like shit she was still right I'll come and I'll do these reshoots because they they all wanted it to be perfect and I you know you've got to take your hat off to to people who are willing to do that for certain I think if we start off with Patty Jenkins I think it was you know again to put the the kudos onto DC here is they believed in her, yeah, and and she's not going. You know, they offered thought to her it. as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they offer. They, I mean, her, her CV is is pretty amazing. <laughs> you know, she's done some amazing films. Um, it, it's it's easy to believe in her. It's easy to believe with, in people who do things that well. But they offered thought to her. Now think about that. I mean, think about that. That Thor is one of the manliest characters. <laughs> did they offer, was that uh, the first one, the one that Kenneth Branagh did? The first one. The wow, first okay. one. Yeah, yeah. They actually offered it to her. Um, the one that eventually went to the Game of Thrones guy. Um, that one. But uh, but they actually offered it to her, and it sort of it wasn't working out, and uh, they had to leave it. But she came out of there, and she was like, "Oh my god, you know, they actually offered." I mean, I had Thor for a while, you know, really? and okay, it didn't work out because it created differences. But wow, to, to, it's one the, of those this studio to, to gave a woman running. Thor. That's that blew her mind, and and uh, that uh, yeah, I mean, it's do exactly what you're saying. It's you know, 
with a thing like Wonder Woman, you almost have to have a woman to direct it because I've read a lot of reviews on it now and like I got to clear up some of the stuff here. Like just because Wonder Woman is wearing a skimpy outfit, it doesn't mean you have to sexualize it. You know, Uh, like so, I mean, she's wearing a skimpy outfit, she's wearing a mini skirt and all that. It's not for you to jump in and say, oh, look, look, Wonder Woman is there for eye candy. She's not. You know, these were, uh, especially at the time that Wonder Woman came out, these were symbols of women trying to express themselves and do the things that they wanted to do. The other thing that's been made a, a lot of, uh, and you'll know this, uh, Stu, in the comic books, but there was a lot of um, scenes where Wonder Woman was sort of tied and bound and or, or somebody else was tied and bound. And they thought that that was all linked specifically to BDSM and kinkiness and that kind of thing. It wasn't really. That was also the, those were symbols. The the woman being bound was a big symbol of the suffrage movement at that time. So, if you misunderstand those things and you come out and you do a movie without understanding what those symbols mean, you are going to make a sexist movie. And w- this like was Josh done Whedon, so because t- Joss Whedon yeah. was. If you read some of the first lines of it, I, I know he, he's a very divisive director and it's strange to see him do something so sexist when he brought Buffy to to the screens but the the script was very it, it sounds like it would have been scene one you know close-up of her tits scene two you know <laughs> the camera pans longingly Jesus. on the legs and things like that it sounds like it it sounds like it could have been a Benny Hill sketch mm. it, you know mm. it, it really does seem like it could have been just horrendously really awkward but I, I I thought the same as you. I thought surely there's nobody that can tell the story of Wonder Woman like a woman without mm-hmm. wanting to sort of sound really fucking obvious. But who else can associate with Wonder Woman's troubles like a woman can? You know, it, it seems stupid mm. to say it, but well, don't know. But exactly what you're saying, Stu. How do you bring? I mean, as a obviously I don't want to get too much into this This is the comic pod we want to talk about the movie and comics but like as a guy you're actually raised the entire time and comic books are actually guilty of this Um, women are dressed differently they fall differently they're pictured differently in, um, in, in a few comics you know and you're brought up to sort of think of a woman as again like an eye candy type of thing how do you as a person who's grown up seeing women all in that way, marry the two things of being powerful and being athletic and being sexy if you want and doing all these things, you know, how do you put them all together? And Patty has done that perfectly, hasn't she? Yeah, I mean, she absolutely was, has. At no point in the movie was there any leering, was there any folks, and, and as somebody who watches a lot of Japanese animation, and, uh, you know, just normal animation, I can tell you, <laughs> I am more or less an expert in this. But, like, th- there was no fan service, as they call it. Th- there was no you know, lingering on particular parts. There were no weird shots. You didn't fall um, in a weird position or anything like that. And you notice it throughout the entire movie. She is, Wonder Woman is handled with a, a sense of, like, real dignity. She comes out as, a, you know, what a wonderful character. She comes out a, a, a more full, more developed character than uh, S- Superman has ever come out in the in the movie, uh, basically, since uh, Christopher Reeves. I think, like, Superman 1, Christopher Reeves' time, that was about the best Superman movie we've seen. But of the more recent ones, it's just, it's a bit flat. You can't compare 
what wonders have been done with Wonder Woman compared to that. It's just chalk and cheese. A ridiculously good job is done on characterization. Yeah, yeah, very much so because that that's pretty much the entire arc isn't it? it she she comes from a world she's very naive in the way of man's world as they call it and you you see i have to learn everything she doesn't understand that women are mm. subservient and uh, to, to just quickly go back to the the dress code thing you know the the way that the 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 amazonians are dressed it's battle attire. They need to be dressed in mm. short skirts because they are flipping and kicking and jumping. They can't be wearing long pants or really baggy clothes because they're so athletic and agile. And then it mirrors that when you see the bit where she's being fitted for sort of normal women's clothes and she's trying to do high mm. kicks. And she's saying, well, how it's wrong? Yeah, everything is wrong. <laughs> she can't process that women wear clothes to look nice but they're completely unfunctional you know that it just doesn't work for her way of life and she, mm. she sort of starts off and she's a little bit bumbling but like you say towards the end the arc that she's been on she is a better person she's got a better understanding of her powers and she's got a better understanding of her place in the whole world because she now sort of understands well this is clearly what i've been sent here to do i've been sent here to save the world and hopefully mm. that, that side of it is now going to le- lead in seamlessly to Justice League. So now she knows better, better than she did in um, that, that cameo in Batman versus Superman. We didn't know where she mm. was on her roadmap. Now we know she's done her development in the, you know, the early 1900s. She's had probably 80 odd years of of practice of honing her skills of life experience to get to where we are now in 2016 2017 whenever the film's set so she's going to be the finished article now she's she certainly Mm. is going to be a lot more in tune with her powers because towards the end with that fight scene with Ares is when she really grasps isn't it that she is the god killer she really realizes that she's the one that's got this limitless power inside her Previously, she thought she was just strong and agile and well-trained, and now she knows she's got something inside of her that's probably quite terrifying. I, I get enthused just thinking about it. I'm, I'm disappointed I've only seen it once because I came out of it with a huge, huge grin on my face. It was everything I wanted it to be. I'm, I'm nowhere near as big a fan as Joey is. I've not read much Wonder Woman. I've only read Wonder Woman in other books. But... I came out of that and I just wanted to read mm. solo Wonder Woman books Same. going back Same. 40, 50 If, if you look at, I mean, you're talking about to marry this with what you were saying before with the um, attire and stuff like that. That scene where, you know, the Germans basically come into, you know, the island and uh, start shooting willy-nilly and stuff like that. Like, like, I mean, okay, they had more advanced weaponry, right? But the way that the... The, uh, uh, the, Amaz- the Amazons, like the way they fought and the, the form, the absolute brilliance of it. It was almost like watching sort of 300 again without the, you know, without the focus and all the, <laughs> the sort of bulging pictorials. Um, but it was, it was grace and power at the same time. And you could see exactly what this movie was going to be about, you know. And Wonder Woman, it was easy, as brilliant as all the Amazons were. Throughout the movie, you really start getting a sense of how ridiculously special wonder woman is you know so by the time you get to the end of the movie you're actually really really excited about this character what she can do and um, and you really want to look more and see more about what's going to happen i came out with the exact same 
I've actually got to go ask Joey about this was the first thing because I had a bunch of questions because um, obviously I don't read the comic books. So I had, I had a ton of questions to ask Joey. I'm sure he's sick of me by now. But um, the other thing was I was thinking I've, you know, th- that's something I've got to ask him what comics to get. Second yeah. thing, you know, I've got which like, comics I to can read. recommend uh, a few graphic novels because um, I, I I was coming home. I was walking back to my car after the film and I was I was going through Instagram and on DC's Instagram page, they had a list and it said, for anyone who's seen Wonder Woman, these are the books he recommended. And they had one which was a really old school one, one from sort of in the middle, one from the new 52 mm. and then a really recent one. And I just went, well, fuck it. I'm just going to buy those four. <laughs> and I haven't got around to reading them yet because I read my books in alphabeticals and I'm still only up to F for Firestorm. So Wonder Woman's got a long way to go, but I'll get there eventually. And, mm. and speaking of that, they, they did a really good job. We we didn't know, Joey and I, what they were going to do in terms of the origin story because Wonder Woman's classic origin is Hippolyta, her mother, couldn't have children. She crafted her from, from clay and she prayed to the mm. gods and she was given life. In the New 52, they completely tore that up and set and made it really conventional and she had a standard mother-father with Hippolyta and Zeus. Oh, so okay. Zeus nailed her mother, you know, her mother gave birth. And Joey really hates that because... They took this special character and made her quite normal because even though she was the child of gods, she was still the child of normal procreation between a male and a female. And it kind of took a little bit of the of the sheen off the character. And they seem to have done a they've taken three different things. They've done the classic Wonder Woman. They've done the new 52 origin, but then they've moved the character around a bit as well because Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman originally met in World War Two. But they wanted them to be oh, okay. World War One, so they shifted it back a few decades because they thought the time period fit better. I don't quite understand why. I'm wondering if it was to do with the angle that they were going with. Where was um, uh, Stu? Where's what's his face? Where's Captain America from? What time period? That's World War Two, right? World War Two. Yeah. Um, so maybe they specifically did that to potentially um, to sidestep. The, yeah. So uh, so they can have they can have like Wonder Woman on a platform by herself, not having to worry about um, a timeline overlaps. Uh, I'm not sure if that's, uh, if that's a thing. Uh, you'd know more, much more than me. I'm just like spitballing here. No, that, that, that's a pretty good theory. It could also have been the fact that if it was against the Nazis, at some point people would have expected Hitler. And then I think that starts getting a little bit away from what they want to do because then it starts getting into a proper classic mm. wartime movie. Although the guy that mm. played the, mm. the general that was was in there he was actually a real figure he was a guy that was um i don't know whether he came up with the idea of mustard gas or he was just one of the big users of it so he was a real evil son of a bitch so he's a real historical figure and i don't know whether it was just that that then fitted in better with dr poison who was obviously as the name suggests Mm. incredibly into poisons and i I can see why they did it but that's probably a good shout you know that they didn't just want to go oh well Captain America's from World War Two as well, so the Americans are making this weapon. But then, on you know, there's the English are using this because people would probably start putting them together and saying, "Yeah," which which is a bit stupid. Mm. But you know, people are mm. stupid. Another thing I really liked before it even started the new introduction that they did, where they showed that whole landscape of all the characters. So that there's a few in there that look like a tip of the hat to future films like Captain Marvel. Um, the Green Lanterns, 
Mm. But then they mm. also had just classic members. So Hawkman and Hawk Girl were there. Swamp Thing. I spotted Martian Manhunter really easily. Then they had villains. You could make out the Joker and Deathstroke were in there. But there must have been about 60, 70 characters in there. And to me, that was a, a little sign from DC saying, look, this is what's coming your way over the next 15, 20 <laughs> years, mm. something like that. Because most of those characters are quite well established. I, I don't think there was any real yeah. you know, left field yeah. ones in there. And that, so that started off on a, on a huge high note for me before you know, we'd even seen anything of Themyscira. Yeah, that made me smile quite a lot. I must say, I, I didn't. I, I thought I sort of hadn't been really paying attention to the the other DC movies if I'd not seen that before. Because uh, I was watching it, and it was it was so cool to see all the uh, all the characters. Uh, you know, I recognized a couple of them, like for example Shazam and whatnot, like that. Um, I haven't been keeping. I don't know if DC do the thing that Marvel do. You know, where they announce and then everybody knows. I mean, they might be. You know, they do. So I don't know. If they 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 do that. Okay. They, they've got the same. So have they announced they... all of those movies? Um, I don't think they're as strict with the dates because they, they've had problems with Captain Marvel. I refuse to call him Shazam because Shazam's a stupid fucking name. But the, <laughs> it, they've done a weird thing. Originally, they were planning on doing a Captain Marvel film and then a Black Adam film because The Rock has been cast as Black Adam. But now it looks like they've swapped them over and they're going to do Black Adam first and then Captain Marvel because it looks like black adam might be a villain in a future justice league film which opens up a whole new world of possibilities because black adam is a strong magic user and the only thing other than kryptonite that can hurt superman is magic and there's actually a a really good dc animated film where black adam beats the shit out of superman because he can't compete with magic so mm. they, they've, they've swapped things around, but they, they've got that in the pipeline. They've obviously got The Flash. They're doing a Green Lantern core film. We've obviously got the Batman. Uh, Suicide Squad um, 2 is coming out. Uh, Gotham City Sirens is coming out, which is being done by David Ayer, who did the first Suicide Squad. So they've got mm. at least half a dozen films signposted, but they're having a lot of problems. Like The Flash is on its third director. Ben Affleck walked away from directing the Batman. They've got Matt Reeves in, which looks a great appointment, but he's now said that he's thrown away the script that Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns wrote, and he's starting it from scratch. Um, They'd cast a villain for the Batman film in um, Joe Manganiello was doing Deathstroke. He doesn't know if he's going to be involved Mm. in that film now, even though they've shot test footage. So they're, they're, they're still trying to play Marvel's game, but they're still sort of limping along with one leg tied behind the back and it's not going as smooth. Do you know, it, it reminds me, this reminds me of, um, of like just before, at the time when X-Men and, uh, you know, like Spider-Man and stuff were, were doing pretty well. You know, all those periods, Marvel at that time would have a smash. You know, Stan Lee tells the story a lot. They, they'd, be selling lots of comics for whatever reason like spider-man comes on it starts selling and it gains momentum and it becomes huge right yeah and then dc look at it and say why is it selling so well oh do you know what it's because it's red let's make some of the superheroes costumes red now you know we'll have to and that was missing the point sort of and that's what i feel is happening in in dc but the other thing that's happening is marvel just you know i think is releasing a lot more characters than uh, dc especially if you look at the films 
you know so there's a lot there's a lot more room there for characterization whereas everything in dc tends to focus on you know a single character versus a single villain and it rests on those two so if you can get those really well done like the nolan films then you know it's 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 perfect and you you got it going really well but if it's if it's more abstract then you've got a problem you know uh, superman as a character in itself with that whole um i'm the most powerful thing ever you know basically almost like a god it's difficult to write stories for him all the time it's difficult to keep on uh, uh making him human because he's so you know he's so godlike that was i thought that might have been a problem for wonder woman actually because I know how powerful she is. They just got the relationships spot on, and they, they got so much right in the movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can obviously tell, Stu, when I say I don't watch trailers and don't reviews, I, I don't. The only reason I know about that, that, the only reason why I know why Marvel has announced their movies or that Marvel has announced their movies is because uh, some of the people on my timeline retweeted, and I happen to be online at the time when they do that. But yeah. other than that, like, um, so, yeah, that was... I thought I'd just use you to fill in the gap there. <laughs> my knowledge, my apologies. You, use away. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. No, I, I think you're right. And it, it's another thing that, that they, they've got to do now, DC. have got to capitalize on this momentum because the, there's so mm. much buzz mm. and they've really shown... They, they've shown their metal in this. They, they've yeah. really yeah. shown that they can do it. They can get the script like Marvel do. They can get the characters right. They can get the casting right like Marvel do. They can get the right director, which mm. has been... Mm. A lot of people would say that Zack yeah, Snyder... Yeah, yeah, true. Zack Snyder is a Marmite director. David Ayer did a very good job with Suicide Squad, but then the studio stepped in. But you still had the same rumours going around with this. All of a sudden, a couple of months before the film came out, the online rumours started of, oh, they've had to do some reshoots. Oh, it's because the studio wants it to be less less dark and they want it to be more funny. Mm. It was nothing to do with that. It was. I don't... I don't think people understand the way. I, I, I forget which film it was I was talking about. And I, I, I always understood it. It's like connective tissue. You have a storyboard and you go, right, we've got to go from Themyscira to London. And then you go, right, well, we're going to do it like this. But when you actually edit it together, you go, that, that doesn't really work. We need to do something mm. else in there. So you get everyone back in and you reshoot it and go, right, it flows better now. But people here oh, they've called everyone back and they're doing another month of reshoots and they assume it's a problem. It's not. It's just the icing on the cake. It's the cherry on the top. They're mm. just rounding off the edges and making everything flow better. And that, mm. and it worked because that, that was the criticism from a lot of people for Suicide Squad was that the editing was wrong and it didn't flow. It just went, this scene is now this scene and there's no transition in between. There's just you know black to white and there's, there's no grey area. I, I didn't pick up mm. on that because it's something I must admit I'm quite oblivious to, especially on the first time because I go in and I'm like a you know 14-year-old boy. I'm really excited and giddy and bouncy and I'm full of sweets and mm. sugar. Mm. <laughs> and I don't notice these things. But my friends who are more, you know, like Rory does, you know, Rory noticed more about direction and editing and what have you. And I've not seen anybody criticising the pace or the way things have been cut together. Whereas as soon as people came out of Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman, they were all yeah, that's true. The editing was wrong. Yeah, the pacing was shit. It was you know it was mm. 100 mile an hour. Then it was flat. Then it was 100 mile an hour, and it didn't know whether it was coming or going. This seemed to have a good flow. It was up when it needed to be, and then it just calmed down a little bit. But then it would go when it needed to. 
I, I, I can't think of anything really wrong with it, apart from maybe the villain. Because the, the, Dr. Poison isn't really that well-known. She's very much a B or C list villain. And it's something I'm going to look at when we, we start talking about sure. the equal and where I, I thought there. I thought on that count, though, uh, like that was, that was one of the more interesting parts of the movie for me because you obviously look for the villain. And uh, villains, you know, great villains make great heroes absolutely th- th- that's what it was and, and so you're looking movie. at wonder woman and thinking you know my god I-, I really know that she's the most powerful thing in the dc universe i'm i'm so looking forward to to watching what she does I-, I wanted to see how they particularly handled the action scenes i wanted to see how they handled her power and um that's what's you know uh, i i agree with uh, I- it was a really good movie uh, i like i agree with everybody who is saying that it, it was it was um it came off without a hitch and there's so few criticisms. But, you know, think about this, right? Uh, just to back up what you're saying, DC waited for the director. They waited for such a long time. When, when it, the time was right, they did it. They got the casting right. And then if you look at the, they got the, the, the movie came out right, the direction was wonderful. But then if you look at the villain, there wasn't actually one. But the movie was still so great. You know, like if, if you think about it, if, at the end of the movie, it's, it's almost unsatisfying right on paper is a good way to put it it's unsatisfying on paper who did you actually defeat well nobody because what we're saying here human beings are actually they've learned evil it's not it's not aries who's making everybody evil right it's um and and all through the movie you're just thinking like this was uh for me a um a quite large endorsement is that when 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 we get to london when when we whole thing I, i've got questions i had a i had a fucking ton of questions right <laughs> about the movie and 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 where it came from and and how wonder woman was trying to decide what to do from when but one of the things that, that was pretty sensational is when she starts in london and when she starts talking to steve and everything like that you're thinking this movie this woman is a bit loony i'm going to destroy aries and then all the evil is going to to die you're thinking that's that's silly who believes something like, I mean, I know she's grown up on an island and stuff. That's the reason for that. She believes it. But surely at some point, like she can hear herself. You know, this is this is all getting a bit silly. No one believes her. By the time, I swear to you, right, about like before we discover who Ares was in the movie and everything like that, even before that, um, by the time we get to the bell tower scene, I was utterly convinced. I was utterly convinced that if she defeated Ares, that there would be no evil in the world. And I was looking forward to seeing how they would do that. Because how, they, how would they do that without it being corny? But I was convinced by her character completely. And then even after she, you know, you get to the end of the movie and you start realizing, well, she starts realizing, hey, it's, um, it's people. And actually, there's a, there's a bigger problem here than, than what this is. You look back at the movie and there's no major uh, the evil person now that you can identify as the you know the single root cause of all the problems, and the movie still comes off so well. Yeah, I just wonder what other superhero movie could have done that to date. It would be difficult. The only thing I can think of is because there was so much space where they had to to explain the character. You couldn't get away with doing that in a Batman film or a Spider-Man film because the characters are so well known that that everyone Mm. knows their origin, everyone knows where they're from, what their deal is, what their powers are. A lot of people, as we've said, don't really understand how grand Wonder Woman's powers are, but also don't understand the the story of the Amazons 
and how mm. they came to be. You know, they were they were the gift from the gods. They you know they were given to the world to to keep them safe, and they did a really good job. I'd like to to know how much of the film they actually spent explaining the mythology that goes behind the the Amazons and Themyscira and because it, it obviously borrows bits of real life Greek mythology and then just sort of twists them a little bit and gives them the the superhero you know sheen on the top mm. but they, they they did a very good job rather than just you know bang bang Batman's parents are dead and oh, very no, much, un- yeah. Uncle Ben's died they really had to go into the 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 granular detail and it shows to me I don't know if there's even one person who was involved in the Green Lantern film, but that's what they didn't do with Green Lantern. They just good came point. and went. Yeah, good point. They've got these power rings and they're dead powerful. I, I mm. said all along the hardest thing with them is that the Green Lantern mythos goes back thousands and thousands of years. It goes back longer than mm. the planet Earth has been populated. And they, they, if you don't cover that somehow, then you don't give people a scale of the, the grandiosity of of the Green Lanterns. They didn't do it. The film flopped for many, many reasons, but it failed on the very first step by by not giving that. It, it's something to say that Marvel did well with Thor. You know, the Thor film wasn't exactly great, the first one, but they did a really good job of explaining Asgard and the different realms and why they are the way they are and that they visited Earth. Mm. And that's why we have these stories about gods and, you know, they've infiltrated different civilizations throughout history. Mm. So they, they did a And the side characters job. are characters. In all these movies that you're talking about, the side characters are real characters. Yeah. You know, the, the, which, which is which from maybe like the first Sp- Superman movie, for example, because the only character there is really Superman, you know. It's, <laughs> so you, you, have to have, you have to have strong supporting characters around there, otherwise the world isn't real. Yeah, no, that's a fair comment. Makes sense. And it, th- there's one thing I read before, just slightly off topic, this is the first film that Gal Gadot has ever done where she's received top billing. Mm. Would you say that that casting decision then has been uh, fully justified? Uh, slightly contra- I'm going to divide this up into two things again. And the first thing, I'll just go back to the IDF thing. I, th- I think from that perspective, it's, it's very difficult to justify considering that what she said about her time in the IDF is almost the exact opposite to the values of Wonder Woman. <laughs> so that was a, that was a bit of a problem. I thought apart from, if, if we, if we take that from afterward, after she was cast, she's done a really good job, I think of, of portraying the character. And I'm not sure if it's her, or if it's the director, maybe this is a, a more question for Rory. Um, but also for you, Stu, the, the, the only real it's not even a complaint because I actually don't know. Um, so more as a point of clarification, you know where she's doing her awesome stuff? Yeah. Like, especially when she's picking up the fucking tank, right? Which was, yeah. oh man, I, like, I, when she started doing that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, so she did, she's picking up the tank, but it looks so effortless for her. You know, even in Superman, where you know his his power is so much, you know, there were times when he's lifting stuff up. I'm not talking about the big kryptonite thing, more in like the other Superman movies, you know, where he's doing stuff. It looks like it's effort. In this one, it didn't look like it was that much effort, right? But... Um, and, and maybe you can clarify for that. Is that is that a, a, a problem with the direction or the acting, or is that just because she's the most powerful person 
uh, and and it's it's really just not an issue for her because the reason why I ask this question and as a point of clarification is that this more than many many other superhero movies I've seen is the action is is much more on point. They've put so much effort into that, and I think they've actually cut their actors a bit short in not showing a fuller version of the action and not showing more uncut scenes sort of um because i looked at a couple of makings of and things like that i think that if you had done that we you know you can see the amount of effort the amount of work the choreography and uh, and the way the characters fit into that especially you can see on the island where they're training um, Wonder Woman and you know Diana is is just getting pounded, and just takes it like an absolute woman. You know, it's <laughs> all that is done so unbelievably well. I, th- I think it's the closest we've gotten to the sort of best action. Uh, if it, okay, like Deadpool and stuff have done it a bit better um, in my view, but certainly for the big big superheroes, this was this was the best action I've seen of the whole lot. So I mean, is that is it was that an oversight of direction, or is that just how powerful Wonder Woman is that she just picks up a tank and it's like made of paper? I think that's just how powerful she is because sometimes in some of the older comics, she would say something as if she's got like reserves of powers if she's got levels of it and sometimes she calls on Hera like the I think Hera's supposed to be one of the mothers of all the gods and she'll say something and then all of a sudden she gets like an extra burst of 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 power Mm. but I would like to think they've done it to really hammer home look how powerful she is she can lift up a tank as if she was lifting up you know an empty Mm. cardboard Mm. box it's no big deal to her that's how fucking powerful she is so don't mess mm. with her that that sort of thing so she yeah she, and uh, she's absolutely so I, I thought... capable of doing much greater things than that and that's probably something yeah. that you will only yeah. get that get to see in justice league when you've got them fighting thanos she is one of you can probably count on one oh, hand interesting right of course of course yeah you can probably count on one hand the number of dc heroes that could actually go toe to toe with yeah. thanos and not just be complete. Even violated. I know. Uh, even I know how powerful Thanos is. This Sorry, is. Dark I cannot fucking wait. I cannot Excuse fucking me. wait. Like to see how that's going to shape up. That, that was rookie mistake. Thanos is in Marvel. Dark side. Dark side. Bad comic boy. It's because I've been watching. I've been watching bloody um, Infinity War videos this afternoon, and I've got Thanos on the brain. Dark side. There are a couple of exceptions to that. Where one time Batman went toe to toe with him, but that kind of resulted in Batman being shot back in time. Mm which was really fucking good. That was in the Grant Morrison new 50... uh, No, the Grant Morrison run in the early 2000s. But Wonder Woman's one... You know, she'll go go with Darkseid and she'll give him a punch in the face. There's not many are going to be able to do that other than, like, Superman and uh, Captain Marvel could could give him a good run. So I think when it comes to that, you will really see how powerful she is. And she'll be taking down the parademons, you know, like she was swatting Mm -hmm. mosquitoes away. It, it, it's built up now. You, you, you've really established mm, definitely. how how definitely. powerful she is because she's got to be. Because don't forget, in the start of Justice League, Superman is in, in inverted commas dead. So Wonder Woman is the most powerful hero they've got until Superman comes back. So really, she's the one that they potentially will be looking to. She's going to be the one that's mm. going to be leading a lot of the attacks. Batman, you would imagine, is going to be the strategist because he's the you know one of the cleverest people in the DC universe. We're, we're already sort of skipping ahead of, hopefully Justice League is going to be a logical follow-on of this. 
do you think this was a logical follow-on from Batman versus Superman? Do you think it did a good job of taking what we knew and then really expanding upon it? I th- yeah, I do think so. I, I think what we've got, in a sense, we saw in in both. Well, what I really love about how they've taken Wonder Woman and developed her is they gave you a bit of a taste. It's just an hors d'oeuvre, right? In Superman versus Batman, and she yeah. fucking lifted the whole movie. Right? She carried it, <laughs> and and um, as soon as she came in, it was like you know the sun coming up a little bit. Then we go to you know her full movie and uh, and it sort of goes back in time it's looking at uh you know her history establishing the character a little bit and um one of the you know we are living in a really interesting age of major storytelling because it was like one of the things i got from both wonder woman and spider-man is i walked out of both thinking they've set that up superbly i can't wait to see the next iteration you know, what's going to happen. It's, it puts you in a difficult position because you look back and you think when you set something up, you can't be the best movie. You, know, you have to leave something. You have to leave something out for, whereas every other sort of, uh, all the other DC movies I felt they, they were doing within this movie, we have to make everything now, now we have to break everything. Everything gets, you know, everything has to be resolved. Let's, let's crush the enemy now. Whereas here, I thought they, they were just, yeah, this is what she looks like when you, you know, in that way. Huge things are yet to come. And so if we move to the next one, you know, that sets up a really nice uh, little couple steps before we get to see the the real huge, so you know, Wonder Woman unbridled, full power, uh, full throttle, all the way to the hill, just going at it, you know. Um, we got lovely little uh, tidbits. And what that does is it, it sets a so brilliantly you know we even the action sequences which i loved but you just felt there was something more there you know i i, I love the action action sequences and i loved how they put a character into that and all, all those sorts of things but i think you can see what they're doing here just a little bit of a taste uh, you got to start a portion in this movie let's go on to something else next and and um you sort of it's wet your appetite you cannot wait yeah so that that's a pretty logical way for us to start planning ahead and looking at the the sequel within within days of the film coming out there was already rumors that wonder woman 2 was being discussed and then it came out that gal gadot had agreed in principle to do it and then patty jenkins has agreed to do it and then chris pine has agreed to do it so that's going to be a strange one because as we know from the end spoiler if you haven't seen the film which would be very strange Steve Trevor dies. He goes up in the plane and he is blown to smithereens. So either that was a bit of misdirection, like in the end of um, you know Dark Knight Rises, or he's just going to be back in in, in flashbacks because it's supposed to take place during the Cold mm, War. Okay. So you're talking there's a 60 year gap there, or you know 55 year gap or something. So th- th- there's a lot of story to be told. About no, they, they, they about can't do Wonder that. They Wonder can't bring him back. And, they can't. They can't it, bring him back. It, it would cheapen the end of the film if they brought him back because <laughs> it, it's it's nice that even though he's in the presence of a god, he has that great line where he says, "You know, I save the day, but you save the world." Because if she goes off in the plane, then she's not going to be in place to fight Ares, and that's what she needs to do. She's been sent there 
to take down mm. Aries and to put him back in his place. And there's nobody else really that's going to be able to pilot the plane because he is the trained pilot. Yeah. So he, he also his sacrifice like sort of unlocked God mode for her, or well, not God mode, but like well, I don't was. know what you call it, like beast mode. There were one less than God mode, but like the the plane blowing up, and she was like, "Oh no, fuck this shit," you know. <laughs> she absolutely puts the kick ass onto Aries after that. So I mean, it, it's going to diminish this film, I think. As much as I liked, uh, as much as I liked his character. It's uh, you're right. It, it it will be taking. It, it might be taking something away. It depends how they do it. Maybe there's a nice way to do it. Maybe you know who knows. I I, I would assume he's going to be in flashbacks, but the, the, there's a lot of time to flesh out, not just for Wonder Woman, but also for Diana Prince, because presumably she she will have gone back after the war, and she she can't go back to Themyscira anymore. So she's now based in Man's World. She's now on our planet you know our our maps whatever however you want to say it she she's got to find a normal life presumably she's got to find a job is she going to be carrying on working with the the government did she then get involved in the second world war but the another good reason i think for doing it in the cold war because the cold war obviously brought in an even greater threat of nuclear arms and now you're thinking mm. well Wonder Woman has got God mode that she can switch on. I'm going to keep calling it that because I like that. That's the kind <laughs> of power that you would need if you've got the threat of you yeah. know country versus country, nuke versus nuke. But what what they're going to need for this one, I think, and Joey and I said it in the the preview, they're going to have to have Cheetah. Cheetah is to Wonder Woman what Lex Luthor is to Superman, what the Joker is to Batman, what. I don't know what Magneto is to the X and you know where, wherever Wonder Woman is Cheetah is there in the background it's got to be the big villain and then they've got a lot of time in there to to explain her backstory about where she came from how she got her powers how she was transformed into this half woman half cat creature why she hates Wonder Woman so much and then bring that all away from Themyscira and bring it to England or America or Europe or South Africa or wherever the hell it takes place. (laughs) But they've got all the original components in. It is happening, and supposedly the release date is going to be confirmed at Comic-Con, which is this weekend. So by the time this goes out, we could be just a few days away from some really big announcements from DC. And it Mm. it would be good of them to announce that now and say it's going to be in, you know, July 2019, whatever it is, because then mm. they're still riding the wave. Now, Wonder Woman is still still doing well in the cinemas. I think it's the first weekend where it's actually dropped below a million dollars, something like that. It, it, it's, it's made really good money, and now it's the first time that it's just started to dip. So it's probably coming to the end of its run. And now would be a really good time to just keep the hype going by mm, now, but mm. don't forget Wonder Woman 2. Because that's probably going to entice people to go and watch it again and to buy more books and to, you know, just keep it going for another few months. And then by the time that happens, Justice League will be out. So you'll get another fix of Wonder Woman. And again, it will give you another few months of momentum. Mm. And it, it, it's going to be interesting to see because now they've set the bar very high with Suicide Squad. They, they were glaring mistakes. They know what they've got to do to do it better. 
Batman versus Superman had glaring mistakes, so they know what they've got to do for the next Superman film or the next Batman film. It's going to be very hard for them mm. to do better than this on Wonder Woman 2, and it might have a touch of the the sophomore syndrome where the second one is still good, but it just falls a bit short because the first one was so good, so groundbreaking, and so not perfect, but very, 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 very good, very polished, and with mm. very few mm. problems that you can really. I also, they might be they might be looking to just keep something a little bit in reserve for you know for Thanos. Um, yeah, you know that kind of thing. So you know, in between, you you know, you, your director might get dark really, side, really confused side, as to Thanos. how the fuck to do that. <laughs> Dark side, not Thanos. I've completely thrown you off track, and I'm never going to live this down. I'm going to be ridiculed. Mm. This is the end mm. of my comic days. It's terrible. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I personally can't think of of any improvements that could be made. Can you think of anything off the top of your head that could have made it? You know, a, a ten out of ten for you. The only thing. And I've been asking Joey about this in terms of the Wonder Woman universe and the the, uh, the universe that she sort of occupies. Uh, and I, I can sort of understand, but what I'd love is a, a slightly more prominent role for um, like just ordinary women, because you know we had a lot of ordinary men in there taking up uh, yeah. supporting roles, and they were they were really rad. I I did enjoy the little uh, rebel. Uh, that Steve put together for uh, you know to, to to accompany Wonder Woman and uh, and how she sort of helps them on on their way. I I thought the only thing was uh, and it's difficult to do because the whole point of the movie was that women are disenfranchised, you know, at that time. So you have uh, a, a sort of a, a bunch of men who are led by and they might be good men, you know, they might be worthy men, but they're led by absolute palookas, and yeah. it, it takes. It takes uh, somebody like Wonder Woman to come along and, and show them that they can be themselves and there's something worth fighting for. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you could have done it in the first movie, but maybe by the time the second movie uh, comes around, there'll be uh, slightly more room because for a lot of countries in between World War One and World War Two, the you know voting rights for women uh, got um, got signed into law and stuff like that. So maybe. Maybe slightly uh, that, but that's that's. Uh, I mean, really, that's me. Like, um, uh, perhaps asking about much because because you, yeah yeah. I, I mean, uh, said it said it really well. Is that you want a simple story? You want a simple story to put on top of of, of this sort of thing, and you do want simple stories because we need more stories like this. I mean, can you imagine being? You guys touched on it on on the on the preview, the the Wonder Woman preview, but. Like, we've just got Doctor Who as a woman now. You know, that's freaking awesome. Um, Ray, Wonder Woman, you know, we've got uh, re- awesome representation. That was another thing this movie did really well. Look at the look at the Amazons, you know, they were completely diverse. It was great. I, I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think any of the Greek history ever ever um represented them in that way uh, but that was that was brilliant uh, spider-man had lots of representation and what they're showing is that these stories are selling and people want them and you can make really great movies with you know through normal representation of people uh, you know giving people decent roles even if they're uh, women or uh, people of asian origin or whatever you know so um 
that was that was really nice to see and i know that's what they that's the greater imperative here so yeah i, I don't want to complain too much <laughs> well i think one one thing that will de- i would be amazed if they don't better explore etta candy because etta only had a very small role but mm. she's a big wonder woman ally a very very big wonder woman ally so i would assume that when you, i'm well known for my love of predictions and i, I would <laughs> i would imagine that when when diana gets she's presumably after the 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 incident with aries she has to go back to the british government and explain what's happened and she's obviously got to tell them that Steve sacrificed himself and that he died to to help the mission. And I would imagine that then she's going to sort of lean on Etta quite a lot because she's going to need a friend because she's not got mm. that many people in this world that she actually knows. Certainly not that she's going to... Uh, she can't no, go back to the island now, right? Like she, no, she's what, basically you, banished. Once uh, you leave Themyscira, you you can't find it again. They've been playing around with it in the rebirth line, but the easiest way to think about it is once you go, the door is locked. You can't ever get back there. Yeah, you can't ever get back. So she, she, and and the, the, the cruel thing about that is when you live on the island, I think they're immortal. I don't know whether it's that they're immortal or they just, they live for, like um, the Asgardians do, you live for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So, you know, a human lifetime is like, you know, it's like click of fingers for you, you know, 80, 90, 100 years. And she sacrifices that. She still ages a lot slower than normal people do. But she has given up a huge divine gift by leaving. And all of the other things, she's leaving a, a perfect harmonious island you know where there's there's no prejudice they 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 do sort of hint at it sometimes again it's something that joey covers because joey tends to really like getting into the nitty-gritty and the deep things there's no mm. <laughs> there's no real mm. sexuality there they don't have straight or gay they just have love you know there, there's mm. no labels on it they don't really have the level of violence and oppression that they have over here because everyone over there is created equal they have a primitive society but it's a primitive society that works and it's quite utopian so she gives up all of these positive things to come and live in a world which is she's a second class citizen because she's a woman mm. she's going to see you know people of color treated incredibly differently she's going to see child abuse and she's going to walk into a world where murder is common and mm. And all of these horrible things. So she's got to have a huge shock to the system when she realizes that the world is more flawed than she could probably ever have imagined. Mm. So there's a lot of... We'll probably see a lot more expanding on Diana than we will Wonder Woman in the <laughs> uh, in the second one. And it's... Um, mm. it's it, that, I must say, is, is one of the things... I that My favorite thing, uh, and, and it was... It, it's difficult to have a favorite thing, but um, the, my favorite thing about the Wonder Woman movie was especially the scene where she's confronted with, uh, what, what would you call like the War Council or whatever. Yeah, um, I suppose it was. It was, a, I, it was like the British government, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 kind of thing like that. What, what, what I loved there was, you know how we in ordinary everyday life, like your government will do something fuck stupid, right? And you, you'll be sitting there and saying, but that's, that's just really dumb. Like, why don't you just do it like this? You know? And th- I thought that was, you know, the, the common sense approach 
of what she was saying. She's just walking around saying, but, you know, all this is not making sense. This way of doing things is not making sense. Why are you so invested in war? You know, why is – and how they're looking at it is, listen, little girl, the men are talking. Yeah. You're not even supposed to be here. This is a gentleman's club for fuck's sakes. Uh, it, it, why do you think you can just rock up here? And in that scene, she just shows that like, you know, you know men, you've had your time to be at the top and demising one. This is what you come up with. This is it. Yeah, this you, is, you can't come up with anything total, more intelligent. And it's inadequate. Than- yeah, it's just it doesn't work. It's nonsense, and that was I love that they did that without having to say anything overtly. It's just this doesn't work. It's a stupid way of doing things, and I I would love if they had more scenes like that where it just shows people you know like equality works better, <laughs> and this way of doing things is is silly. War is silly. It's a stupid thing to do, and uh, and it should be a last resort, but it's not. And we're still doing that today, you know. So it would be it would be a pertinent thing as well. I think there will be something along those lines because um, it, it's from what I've read of Wonder Woman it does seem to be a, a, an ongoing theme as much as she learns in this world she Definitely. also tries to yeah. educate you know she she does try to say to people well why why are you doing this uh, like you say you know how many war how many big wars have there been just in the last hundred years you know, when she she's going to start learning about this, she will have seen them. By the time we get there, she will have lived through World War One, World War Two, and Vietnam mm. as well. Some of the other atrocities that have happened in there, you know, excluding wars. There's obviously things like the Holocaust have been in there, and you know, mm. re- repressive regimes and what have you. And so she she presumably is going to start trying to push back on people of well why you know this is the way we do things over in Themyscira and you know we didn't have any of the problems that you did but we weren't a bunch of dicks and we weren't Mm. men so it's yeah yeah getting her involved I mean from from that perspective Gal Gadot as an Israeli you know as as a Jewish woman uh tackling the 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 particular problems of World War II that will be that will be really cool to see you know what they do how they get in how they get her involved and and um and you know because it's it's obviously obviously it's going to be very personal for her. It's impossible not to be. So um, that's also going to be something to, to sort of look out and how they how they handle that kind of thing. And um, because you know yeah, I mean it's 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 an important part of the world history and it's especially important for for Jewish people. So that's going to be an interesting thing to look out for. Yeah, no, it definitely will. Um, I think. I think that's a pretty good place for us to wrap up. As usual, we've gone over our, our allocation. So sorry, whoever's editing and everyone for listening. Hopefully you've you've enjoyed what we've had to say. If you've got any any opinions you want to share, please do fire them at us. You know, we, we do love getting engaged on these things. If you've got any recommendations you want to make to people, send them to us and we'll pass them out there. If you're after any recommendations, obviously the, the obvious place to go is to Joey. I can make a few for, based on the books that I've bought that, that seem to be really good. Um, have you got anything you need to promote, Kay? Anything that you've got coming up or you've had out recently? Out recently uh, for Global with um, – I've had a recent Global pod with Andrew Vincent, who's PhD in, in sports science. I hope I've got that right, Andrew. But it's it's to do with hypermasculinity, which is a problem we don't really talk about in sport. And uh, it, it just sort of lays out and defines – what is a problem and what is not a problem and how it's affecting 
um, elite sports at, uh, at a couple different levels just to sort of open the conversation. And uh, then there will be a new flipbook out soon, I hope, if I can get around to the editing. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, good stuff. Um, if you haven't already listened to it, I was doing On the Box yesterday with Gags and Nina, and we did a review of the first episode of Season 7 of Game of, Th- Game of Thrones. So definitely recommend giving that a listen. We should be back next week with another comic pod. All being well, we're going to be doing our Ant-Man. It's kind of a review, even though it's about a year and a half too late. So it's sort of... We're just going to re-examine Ant-Man because it's one of the one of the unsung heroes of the MCU, a film that most people enjoy and... You know why not? It's Paul Rudd, so we'll we'll hopefully come back to that next week, and then the week after that, all being well again, Spider-Man: Homecoming review, unless the curse of the comic pod strikes again, and you know my laptop blows up. I think that's it. You know where we are, AI Comic Pod on on Twitter. We'll catch you next time. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.